Hey, hey, hey! What is going on, good people? Oh, Welcome. Man. Well, yeah, sing it, baby. Sing it. I, I, I like that. You, you held that note real tough, real tough, real tough. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Sunday. Welcome to the Edge Life, where we literally inspire and build people, transforming potential to purpose and purpose to action. Literally, we help winners win. That's what it's all about. On this podcast today, look, the awesome thing is we're going to talk all about real life. Y'all know real how life. we do it. It's all edge life. It's all edgy. And we're it's going to be no holds barred tonight. We're going to have a good time. That's right. We don't just talk about it. We provide real life solutions. We're just two busy parents. I'm just two little guys. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on a quest to fulfill our God-given purpose. Yeah. While we juggle family and ministry and our careers. So on this episode, yeah, there's still an elephant in the room. Um, so many people are like, you know, backing down and they're not talking and they're not saying anything. And I think that is more than half of the problem. Yeah. So we're going to keep talking about it because this is the platform that God has given us. Absolutely. And we're going to use what he has given to do what he has called us to do until um, all black lives matter. Come on. Come That's on. Right. All so, black so, lives so it's awesome. So tonight we literally named this. Can we talk? And, and when we did. Can we so, talk? Yeah. Uh-huh. For a minute, boy, I want to know your name. name. See, y'all don't know about that. That's that Tevin Campbell right there. And, uh, and, and, and she she goes off, y'all. I'm telling you. I'm tell- she feels it. She feels it. But literally, tonight, we're, we're literally, the subject is, is can we talk? And we really do want to have a conversation. Um, If you have not already shared this out, please, please share this out yeah, share to, with your friends, with your family. Um, it is our prayer that this is blessing people. Um, you know, this is Edge Life. We talk about edgy things and yeah. we share from our experience. We're, we're not it's the professionals, but we're professional people. Right. Like we do try to educate ourselves, but we're really speaking from our real life life experience and you know it's not like we sit here and like we prepare for hours and hours right it's about stuff that's important to us that we're already like looking into anyways you know because both of us are really still a lifelong learner to kind of learn that from watching this guy but you know like um we we just totally just share our heart yeah yeah um and that's that's why we're here now because it's so weird Mm -hmm. when we have the feedback that we get from people that we're really hoping yeah um, we're really helping like real families, real people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, understand the issues. And wow, that you know, you just you just feel like you know, like you're just doing what you do. That's it. That's and you hope it helps. Right. But, yeah. You know the awesome thing again. We're, we're literally bringing you behind the veil. These are conversations that we have all the time. Yeah. We're just broadcasting this to 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 the world. So let me say this. Um, with that. If you do have a question or if there's something that we say that that strikes a nerve, please feel free to put it in the chat feature. If we see it, um, we are more than happy to address it, to talk about it. If we miss it, we'll come back later on and and check all the comments and make sure that that we've provided answers and and reached out to you uh, um, you if if there's a, a little bit more explanation needed. So we will be scanning these comments and, and making certain that we, we can answer and address everything that we Darren can. Darren was distracted from sharing because he was singing with us. So, Darren, we're just glad that Indeed. somebody was singing I'll, I'll so that you. you couldn't hear our notes. You could only hear yours. Hey, I, I, I got one note. I got one note. I got one note. You sound like you're in the shower, though. So, yeah, awesome. So thanks for everyone, really, truly, who has shared this out. But we got some meaty stuff yep. to talk about. Yep. Um, can, I, can, can I just do it? Can, yeah, I, can I just go? go ahead. So, um, this, this week has obviously been, um, you know, every week I I say, man, that was, that was, that was a serious week. And for the past five, six weeks, I've been saying that, but I'm excited because doors are opening and channels are opening for, for great conversation. This week, um, I, I heard some things that, that were interesting for me. Um, and I'm just going to throw it out there so we can talk about it. Um, this thing called white privilege and, and, and. It's even hard for some people to say the word white privilege. Yeah. You can say it. it. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, and and, and what, I, what happened for me this week is, is obviously, you know, in talking about white privilege and sharing it, you know, I've, I've watched people say things like white privilege doesn't exist. Uh, I, I've, I've heard people say things like 
you know, why should we even talk about that? Can't, you know, we should shut up and not say anything about it. Maybe if we shut up, you know, it'll go away. You know, I, I've seen things like that. Um, I've seen people who, you know, and this is just my opinion, in my opinion, maybe they we should lean into the conversations and discussions. I've seen people kind of turn around, tuck tail and run um, as if it's going to go away. The, the thing that we know is that having the conversations and being able to open dialogue so, so that we can dismiss things that, that are uh, uh, seem to be taboo to people or, yeah. or, or, or frustrating to people, if we can at least have the conversation, we can open up the, the door for, for healthy dialogue. Yeah, and I, I think it's a little bit deeper than, like, it'll go away. Like, I think there's, um, and I know this was the case for me, so mm-hmm. I'm speaking from me, Yep. Um, that white privilege does not exist. Mm. Um because white Americans cannot see race um, within ourselves. And I want to, you know, I want to chew on that some today. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to, before I jump there, because I don't want to jump too far ahead, I can remember the first time that I ever heard that term. I mm-hmm. had never heard that term. I'm an educated person. Mm-hmm. You know, been to college. I don't know. I had history umpteen million times. Plus, I have all these children. And so, by the way, um, I graduated eighth grade again for the fifth time, and I got all A's <laughs> for our, the our, year. Our children finished school, by the way. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I graduated eighth grade for the fifth time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, anyways, I digress. <laughs> but, you know, I, I've, I've taken history. Uh, I, w- I studied sociology and psychology in college. Yep. Never, ever, that I can recall, heard the term white privilege. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure as a white person and, you know, what it means that I probably would remember because I remember the first time that I heard um, the term white privilege. It was actually right here in my very own home at mm-hmm. my kitchen table. So mm-hmm. it was a table talk of sorts. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what spurred the conversation on, but I want to shout out, and she doesn't know this, but Ty, uh, at the time, she was Hamilton. Mm-hmm. She is now Clifford. Mm-hmm. Um, Kanisha. So... Uh, her friends call her Ty. Yeah, yeah. But she was talking about it. My mom was sitting at the table, too. Mm-hmm. And I can remember, like, feeling so uncomfortable. Mm. And I was wondering, like, you know, wow, like, I never knew she, like, felt this way about white people. Right. And so that was my initial that thought. That was your reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Whoa. I, I couldn't say anything because I was like, this is, you know, this is my friend. Right. Well, actually, she was more than a friend she Mm -hmm. was like family like she was you know someone in ministry that we had seen grow up and we had taken her under our wing and so it was almost like a daughter yeah yeah was saying this and so we're just having this conversation and i'm i'm doing the good white person thing i'm just uh mm -hmm, mm -hmm." because i am it is just not you know i'm sitting here in my brain i'm smiling yeah Mm-hmm. And I'm agreeing yeah. outwardly, but inwardly, I'm like, no, I, I don't have a privilege. Right. Like, I didn't, and the whole thing, no, I didn't ask for a privilege. Right, right. I didn't expect a privilege from the world, but it exists. Whether I ask for it or mm-hmm. I don't ask for it, the reality of it, it exists. But it took me... Like, really, honestly, until not too long ago to really fully understand what this thing called white privilege is. Right. Um, for, for so many different reasons. Yeah. Um, but I, I really I really didn't understand. And the reason I... There, there's a couple of complex reasons why I didn't understand. Yeah, but can we, can we bring those out? Right. Number one is, as a white person... Um, you are taught, you are socialized or conditioned mm-hmm. that race is connected with functions of good and evil. This is good. Good and bad. Right. And so if I'm racist, then you're bad. I'm bad. Mm-hmm. But if I view myself as a good person, there's no way. Then of course, I'm right. not racist. Right. Or why would I have privilege over another group uh, of people, uh, another people group? Mm-hmm. Um, why, why would I even do that? Right. You know? I wouldn't accept some kind of unjust privilege. I work hard for everything I do. Mm-hmm. I've busted my tail and mm-hmm. um, raised a child and finished college and da 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 da. And I just, you know, no. But we are taught. We are taught that race is connected with good and evil. 
And so if I look at myself as a good person, I cannot, as a white person, mm. accept the fact wow. that there could be some privilege afforded to me because wow. I didn't do anything to receive it. Wow. Um, additionally, we, um, and I kind of alluded to this, white people are raised without race. Right, right. And, and I just want to say, like, some people are already, you, you probably already get offended, you mm -hmm. know. Um, this has nothing to do with me being married to a black man. Right. I I had a black friend <laughs> before I met him. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, like in all seriousness, I'm trying not to make this too heavy, but I want you to understand. And we've got some great stuff to really help you to understand it a little bit better, right. I think. Because I don't want it to take as many years as it. It took me like years. Yeah. Guys, yeah. and I'm married to a black man and I have black children. Yes. But I could not accept the fact that I have white privilege. Mm. But I do. I accept it. And I'm so, it hurts that I can't, I can give everything to my children. And I said this on the last episode, but I can't give them my privilege. Wow. Because the world will never see them like they see me. Wow. So as can, a white can, can person. Can you pause and say that one more time for the people in the back? I cannot give my children. I can give them everything. I can give them my DNA. Mm. Guys, come on. It's a mm. basic element of life, but I can't give them my pri privilege. Wow. Race is the fabric of which life is created on, mm -hmm. but white people are oblivious to it mm. because race is everybody else. Wow. And we're human. Wow. And I don't say that ugly, and I'm not saying that because I think that I'm better. That is, the, that is how we are socialized mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and conditioned mm -hmm. when, we are, when we are brought up. Mm -hmm. um, and even our parents don't know. Right, right. Our parents are colorblind. No, you're not. And yep. I've said that so many gazillion times. Yep. Colorblind is a, like a bad thing to be. I need to recognize my race. You need Everybody needs to recognize their race, mm -hmm. recognize the race of other people, and respect it. But white people are socialized that there are white people, there are us, and then everybody else is a race. Mm. And so that's why the concept of race itself, um, which holds... That whole concept of white privilege. Mm -hmm. Without race, there is no privilege mm. in America, right? That's good. So, because it's systemic. Right, right. But I, I can't wrap my mind around it until I truly understand and begin to respect my own race. Right. White people, you have a race. You know, and and also the way white people are raised, we're, we're raised to be very different than black people. Okay, tell me more. We are raised to be individual, okay. individualistic. Okay. And so even in this whole concept of, of privilege as a group, we don't necessarily like have that group connection. Like I heard someone talking, uh, it was a lady on Bethel, mm -hmm. and it was their Wednesday conversations. And mm -hmm. she said something that just really struck me. It was a black woman, and she said, we're tribal. Mm. And so white America can't understand how when a black man is killed, all of Everybody black America feels it, feels it because right. just culturally African Americans, black people are tribal, whereas white people are raised and socially conditioned to be independent, mm. to be individuals, yeah. to be, yeah. you know, yeah. So, speaking. so, so there's that village mentality in, in everything that, that 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 happens right? more so, and I'm not yeah. saying that it doesn't doesn't exist in in white America, but it's less likely. Okay. Okay. Just because culturally there's this difference. Okay. And um, it it's it's just fell in my spirit. Mm. It's safer. It's okay for me to be alone. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's more okay for me to try to make it on my own. Mm. But there's safety and strength in numbers. Mm. Um, but the privilege is bent towards me, so I can forge out on my own. Right. Right. So, so, so let let let's do this because you know we we both saw a video this week, well, and and look, this th this video has yeah yeah tissue. The 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 video really hit both of us because it was a visual representation of what we're trying to explain and, and share even right now. Um, what we're talking about is a deep conversation. It, it's hard, it's difficult, it's hard to wrap your mind around it. Mm -hmm. 
But when when we saw this video, it was like, this is it. Oh, like this, this is a great depiction. This makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. So so what we're gonna do before you click it though? Okay, all right, I, I all right, just set have it up. like one more thing, like before you yeah like, totally set it up. Yeah, there is a concept mm -hmm. um, that I've learned about. It's called white fragility. Okay. okay, and some white it. people, you're feeling that right now. Let's talk about it. So white fragility is um, the quickness in which white people become defensive when you begin to talk about race. Mm. And wow. listen to me, white people, the, the purpose of talking about race and racism, you, you feel some way that it's for you to pay a price or you to feel guilty, and that's not it at all. Right. Because you were social, we 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 white people were socialized and conditioned in certain ways. Mm -hmm. We we didn't have like a choice in the color of skin that we were born. Right. Right. So that's not the point. But it white fragility is about how quickly white people become defensive. Mm -hmm. And again, it's that whole idea of race as a function of good and evil. And so we become defensive immediately because you're saying I'm not a good person. We're not saying that at all. And we're not saying that you need to pay for anything. And we're not saying that you need to feel guilty. The only reason that you should feel guilty is if you see it and you do nothing. Right. To see it and do nothing and say nothing when we all have a responsibility is the only reason that white people, we, should feel guilty. So I just you need to hear that from me. So we are very fragile when it comes to being on the defensive and the excuses that we use right. are very telling about racism itself. They say some things about what racism really is. And I'm mm. not going to like dig into that too deep because we're, we're mostly talking about well, tonight about white privilege. But you need to understand that as we're having these conversations, white people are very fragile because we look, it, it's like a judging me for that I'm bad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and that's why we can't have real conversations about mm -hmm. race. Mm -hmm. But we have to understand it's not about a function of, of you being bad or, or not being. It's about bias. Right, right. It's about the way you see and view the world. And I think after we see this video, um, you're, you're going to have an opportunity to have your eyes open to see the world in a very simple right. illustration on a, on a totally different level. So I just wanted to bring that up about, I've got, I've actually got notes today because it's just that important <laughs> right. to, to me today to really talk about, this is the tough stuff. And like you get caught up in your emotions sometimes yeah. when you talk about this tough stuff. So I've, I've got notes. <laughs> yeah. So, so with that, um, I want to show the video. Um, and, and I'm going to say this for those of us, for those of you watching us tonight, hang in there with us. I, I know this is tough. I know this is tough stuff. But in order for us to truly be a bridge together and undergird each other and really understand, we, we, we got to have the conversation. So you all hang in there with us yeah, and, and, and let us let us really unpack this thing so we can we can make so it make sense. My, my friend Wayne here, he said, um, you know, I guess I'll be the thorn that he, he doesn't see the white privilege in his life. He's not trying to be argumentative or defensive. Right. He just doesn't see it. So Wayne... Again, I didn't see it. It took me years to truly understand what it means. But watch this video. And then let's talk. So Wayne, hang in there because I'm getting ready to show the video. And, and then let, let's hang in and let's talk. All right, let's do it. I'm going to show the video right now. Let's do it. We're about to race. Everybody line up. Shoulder to shoulder. Take off your backpacks. Basketball, line up. We're about to race. Hey, we are we are racing for a hundred dollar bill. The winner of this race will take this. A hundred dollar bill. Before I say go, I'm gonna make a couple statements. If those statements apply to you, I want you to take two steps forward. If those statements don't apply to you, I want you to stay right where you're at. Take two steps forward if both of your parents are still married. Take two steps forward 
if you grew up with a father figure in the home. Take two steps forward if you had access to a private education. Take two steps forward if you had access to a free tutor growing up. Take two steps forward if you've never had to worry about your cell phone being shut off. Take two steps forward if you've never had to help mom or dad with the bills. Take two steps forward if it wasn't because of your athletic ability, you don't have to pay for college. Take two steps forward if you never wondered where your next meal was going to come from. I want you guys up here in the front just to turn around and look. Every statement I've made has nothing to do with anything any of you have done. Has nothing to do with decisions you've made. Everything I've said has nothing to do with what you've done. We all know these people up here have a better opportunity to win this hundred dollars. Does that mean these people back here can't race? No. We would be foolish to not realize we've been given more opportunity. We don't want to recognize that we've been given a head start. But the reality is we have. Now, there's no excuse. They still got to run their race. You still got to run your race. But whoever wins this hundred dollars, I think it'd be extremely foolish of you not to utilize that and learn more about somebody else's story. Because the reality is, if this was a fair race and everybody was back on that line, I guarantee you some of these black dudes would smoke all of you. And it's only because you have this big of a head start that you're possibly going to win this race called life. That is a picture of life, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing you've done has put you in the lead that you're in right now. When I say go, on your mark, get set, go. If you didn't learn anything from this activity, you're a fool. A couple things. First and foremost, I would love to get your reaction about the video. So in the chat feature, go ahead and just type out what are your initial reactions and thoughts to the video. And we'll we'll continue just having conversation. And, and we but we do want to pull you all in to hear your your reactions, your thoughts to what you just what you just saw and witnessed. And you know, honey, I I, I know um, you know the video touches you uh, every time as, as it does me and. Um, one of the things that, that I, I want to point out with the video is is what the coach, I believe he's one of the coaches, but, but what he said was, it's nobody's, it's not, there's no fault here, right? You, you, didn't, you didn't choose it, you didn't, you didn't do anything, right? So, so what we're hearing in, in, in the media especially, and, and we know, we talked about this, there's a spin that happens all the time. We know divide and conquer is the oldest trick in the book. We, we know that it's happening. But when we, when we look at this video, when we look at it, what we see very clearly is that nobody chose it. Like, none of, none of the children, they didn't wake up and say, hey, you know what, today I'm going to be better. You know what, today I'm going to have more of an option. Nobody did that. It just happened, right? I love also the fact that the coach pointed out that everybody, regardless of the hand that you were dealt, you still must play your game, right? The game of life. You still got to run your race. No matter if you start in the front, no matter if you start in the back, you still have to play the game. My dad told me a long time ago, he said, son, it doesn't matter what cards you're dealt because it's not about the cards you're dealt. It's about how you play the cards that you're dealt, right? 
But but my response was always, yeah, but daddy, if I if I get an ace, a king, a queen, and two jacks is a whole lot easier than if I get five twos of clubs or threes of clubs, right? I don't care how good I play, right? You know, it, it's it's still it's still challenging, but that doesn't mean you cannot not play the game. So 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 while while other people are you know writing and, and chiming in, I I want to get your response, and then we'll we'll bring in some others and, and 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 just look at the comments and have further conversation. Yeah. So the first time I watched the video, I literally like started crying. Um, I knew exactly. I didn't know that it was associated with white privilege, but um, I knew exactly where he was going mm-hmm. um, once he opened his mouth and started saying, and you know, all these variables, they're not really related to race. They could impact or happen to any race, but right. the, the thing that makes it so powerful to me um, is to watch the expressions on the faces of the brown young people mm-hmm. um, and to watch as, you know, they rub their face and they rub their heads and um, they look down and they look away as yeah. they don't get to take any steps. Yeah. And yeah, they have still have a race and they still have an opportunity. But how frustrating it is it always to be at the very back. Right. To know that you have to claw your way from that place, not because of anything that you did. Right. You know, how long do you to do that and you struggle through that till you finally just feel fed up and angry and frustrated or you don't even know after so many races like that why you feel the way you feel and that's why our young people are burning and looting our cities I'm telling you that's why right that's why they feel hopeless and that's why we're sitting here right now doing this Mm -hmm. and it does exist white privilege does exist Racism mm-hmm. does exist. Mm-hmm. And again, n- neither on either side mm-hmm. did any of us choose anything to make these variables be mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. they are. But they are what they are. And we have to accept that mm-hmm. and, and begin to do something about it because it's, it's now systemic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is systemic racism. And we do have to be hands-on to change it and be intentional about it and another example came to me at church today when i was discussing um white privilege with another um young lady um chloe at church Mm -hmm. shout out to chloe Mm -hmm. um and i was talking about how holy spirit was just showing me about the pandemic you know we certain of us are privileged Mm -hmm. against the virus Right. You know, and we didn't choose it for this moment, but I look at my mom. My mom has like four chronic illnesses. Mm-hmm. She would love to go out, but mm-hmm. she can't. She doesn't have that privilege. Right. And she didn't choose. She wouldn't have picked to have these if she could have helped it. Right, right. But yet I'm privileged, you know, and we, we look at our young our young people who are who are privileged in this case, who think mm-hmm. they can go out and they're invincible and they're this and they're that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you see their perception of it. They don't even worry about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Virus means nothing to them. Mm-hmm. They are not sympathetic or respectful to the fact that it can cause damage and even death to other people. Right. Come on, somebody. Right. That's the same thing, racism. If we want to put racism in the place of coronavirus and use it as an example, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are people that don't realize that racism is a systemic killer. Right, right. You know, and it's real interesting because, you know, one one of the other things that the video did point out is that um, there there all of there are so many variables in this, and and, so many. and and there's not a definitive like, hey, you know, if if you're white, you have you never said anything right, about you, race. You have this privilege. It, it, it didn't say that at all. It literally was just talking about um, um, the 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 privilege that was afforded to to people, right? Some people, just from a percentage standpoint, 
some people may have a, have it a little better than than others, and and and, and we and we get that. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's not that that anybody is saying that um, you know everybody has this. You know, it's like everybody everybody. You know, if you're white, you automatically drive Mercedes and live in twenty bedroom houses. No, nobody's no, no, saying nobody's that. saying that, and, and nobody is not validating right your lived experience. Yeah, that, that's really good. I'm, you know, I'm validating. There are white people who wonder where their next meal is going to come yes. from. Yes. There are white people who didn't have a father in the home. And we're not, that's not what we're saying. Right. We, we're validating your feelings about, you can relate to some of those things, right? Absolutely. But we're just saying that there are advantages. And I can't lie to myself anymore and say that I don't have an advantage. I have an advantage that my children will never experience unless we destroy racism. It it just is what it is. I didn't choose it. I didn't pick it. I wouldn't choose it. I wouldn't pick it. You know, I wouldn't even accept it. Or would I? Yeah. You you know, it's interesting, Um, especially growing up, you know. I, I think the majority of people, um, you know, many people, I won't say the majority, but, but there are many people out there who, well, you know, their parents raised them to be good people, as you spoke about, right? Um, their parents raised them to, to, to treat people with respect and this, that, and the other, and, and, and I think we do that across the board, white, black, Hispanic, Hispanic, Asian, we, we do that across the, the board. Um, you know, this, this week, I, I, I did have an experience when, when I was... Uh, I went on a, a retreat with our, our, our men's um, um, our men's ministry at church, and we were driving up into the mountains of Georgia, um, in, in L.J., Georgia. Um, and, you know, I've been there before. I've, I've driven before. And, and I literally, this this week, though, I, I called Carrie and I said, you know, I said, um, normally I wouldn't feel any kind of way. I said, but I would be lying to say that I'm not a little bit more on on edge this week. No pun intended. I, I'm not a little bit more anxious this week. I, you know, I, I'm I'm really watching where I'm going this week, and 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 that I've never really done that. You know what I'm saying? And and I think because of all of the things that that have bubbled up, are bubbling up, all that good stuff, it makes me think about that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as, as even even speaking to other men, specifically men of color they would say this uh, you know a similar thing hey i have to think about these things i i I consciously have to think about these things where i go what i'm going to do what it looks like i i I have to do that every single day i don't want to do it i i I really don't And, and even this weekend i was trying so hard to make it um make it like not be true you know what i'm saying like but 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 I, I I couldn't I couldn't and, and and the thing thing about it is like we we had and and I'll I'll share this with you we had a, a, a one instance where um we we didn't have enough coffee <laughs> and they were like hey will somebody go out and get coffee and <laughs> not this guy and and and, and nothing I, against I, I, I promise you all of the men of color who were there none of them would volunteer to go get we don't the know coffee. this area right yeah we don't we don't know the people here we don't right. know no right so we don't so know which store we... so these are things that yeah. again i don't my, think about you don't have to think about i don't it. have to i do more so now right right um because i realized that it's something that i have to think about but i you know i wasn't socialized to think that way it's been something that I've had to learn. Right. Um, it, it's a learned thing. Um, right. Because for the safety of my children and family, and it, it really is real. Like, you know, that's really a real thing. And I know even this week myself, I've been, um, well, over the last several weeks, you know, I have I have a young adult son. Yeah. You know, he wants to go out and do normal young adult things. Right. But I'd constantly find myself, even even my girls, you know, my girls have friends that are one county over. Um, it's a little smaller even than Rome. And, um, you know, I know people in both both counties, but um, I find myself, like, just bleeding the blood so yeah. much more over my children now. Um, and it's because of all of this. In fact, I didn't even tell you this, 
So we uh, we went out for the first time at a post-pandemic, like actual family sort of kind of outing um, while Philip was at the retreat. I treated the children to... Um, we might have pancakes at, at a house. We're going to talk about this later. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Make your pancakes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So I took them out, and um, one of them still, two of them still had some money to spend for some clothes and, and that sort of thing. So we just spent mom and kid day out. And we went into, um, into this restaurant, and there was a, a list, of course. Mm-hmm. And it was, it did. So they said 20 minutes, and so we waited. Um, we went outside and waited because there were elderly people, and we mm-hmm. wanted to be able to be inside. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't sit down in the waiting area. Everything is pretty much stand-up, don't touch anything, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they had given me my – I had given them my number, but I didn't really think – they never said, oh, well, we'll call you when your table's ready, right. we'll text you or whatever. Right. I guess I should have put two and two together, but I was dealing with four teenagers, so – yeah, my mind was elsewhere. So we stand outside. We sit outside for our 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I went inside and I went to check because I started seeing other people go in mm-hmm. and just getting seated. But what I didn't realize is that they were probably in their car and they were following them. Right. Duh. You know, I had a blonde moment. Um, no, I'm joking. I'm really blonde, so I can say <laughs> that. I'm not being any kind of prejudice. Right, right. So anyways, um, so I go in and um, I ask, you know, I said, you know, I didn't see, I, we came in after this couple right here, and then that the, that couple got seated, mm-hmm. and um, so they were like, oh, well, you've got this many ahead of you, and they showed me the list, and I said, okay, I'm sorry. So I go back to the children, and my youngest child says out loud, it's because we're black, isn't it? Mm. Wow. And there was a, a, another white woman in the lobby area, and she just looks up, and starts to make eye contact with me and then looks away to her phone really quickly. Yeah. You know, and I told my child, I said, no, it's not because yeah. we're, you're, you're black. Right. That's not it. It's because there's a list and I saw it and there's five people. Right. But my 13 year old has this perception mm. that, yeah. you know, she's being put to, even if she's just in a joking matter, you know, you say things jokingly sometimes, but there's some, there's some substance to it. Right. Right. And she said this at the restaurant yeah. that happened to have pancakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I was quick to correct it. And mm-hmm. I wanted the other woman to hear me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I need other white people to hear me be op- openly talk about race. Right. I need other white people to hear me being corrected even, even by people of color when I say something that may be offended. Right. Right. Because it's the only way that we will press through this thing is by leaning in. Right. And and by I, I need other white people to see me not be offended. Right. When when I am corrected about things. Right. right. Because we don't always get it right and that's okay. And it's just part of life and being human, but we need to allow this time to just like learn and grow. Um, because it's through that that we're really gonna be able to to, to see some change. Yeah, I, I, I love what you said. And, um, you know, one, one of the things that, that even prompted us to, <clears throat> you know, continue with this conversation is the fact that um, it's a real conversation for a real, and I'm getting choked up, a real segment of, of our population of, of here in, in the United States. And um, we, can't, we, we can't ignore it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 and I'm just being very honest and transparent. When, when I see people in my sphere who ignore it, that that makes me feel as if I'm being minimized, because in my mind I say you can't even recognize me or somebody who looks like me, and that is that that's very frustrating from my perspective as an African African American male. Um, you were sharing today as, as we we're driving about. The, um, the the young lady who the, the baby that fell into the well. Can, can you share that story? Yeah, it was just um, a friend of mine, uh, Donna, was sharing with me. We were having a discussion, and you know, it it really she didn't really realize it, but it was a one in the ninety nine discussion. I mean, you know, Jesus, he was sent here for the one. Right. I mean, he'd go after the one and leave right. the ninety nine behind. 
um, many, many years ago, and I don't know if y'all remember this. I want to say it was a well in Texas, and I didn't really have a chance to, to look it up. But yeah. um, the little girl that was trapped in the well, and I think one of her legs was up, you know, by mm-hmm. her head. And they went back and looked at her life now. You know, what if people had given up on her? Yeah. And not rescued her from the well because they used wow. thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and resources and time and yeah. you know people risked their lives. I think I mean I, I believe the hole was like it was a little so small. tiny hole yep. and they had to dig in. Some of you all remember. I don't remember this young lady's name, but she's now married and has a family. Right. It matters. Right. Her one life complete. It mattered. Right. right? And then I had another friend. Um, and for ducklings, it's not necessarily the same, but Bridget Adams, a uh, um, person I went uh, to school with in high school, was sharing right. how her son had rescued these, these little ducklings right. from the water drain. Um, and there were three that were still in there, and they still work. They work for hours saving these. It, it matters. Right. You know, it's the whole starfish story, if you haven't heard of it boy throwing the starfish back into the sea and the older man looking at him and saying, well, you can't possibly save them all. Hmm. And he holds it up and he says, yeah, but to this one, it matters. It matters to this one. And he matters. And I've said this before. It matters. Yeah. It does matter. And we can't get um, compassion fatigue. Yep. And we can't say, oh, my gosh, we've been talking about this forever. You know, what more do you want me to do? Yeah. I don't. And, and mostly it's because we don't know what to do. We don't know what to say. You know, and fear has us wanting to shut down, but you have to care. You can't stop caring. Right. Especially right. if you're Christian. It's it's our obligation in the kingdom. Yeah. Because God is grieving over this. Yeah. And we need to ask him, God, break our hearts for what breaks yours. Mm, that's good. And we have to we have to be a voice to anything that we hear is wrong. We gotta stop doing like what I was saying when I heard my friend talking about like privilege <laughs> and I was like, Right. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. No, like ask the tough questions. You've got to do it. You you just you have to do it. Um, you know, I heard some people having a conversation that I didn't agree with about law enforcement. And and the comment was made that well all law enforcement, you know, they're just dumb anyway. It'll take them forever to figure it out. No, that's not right. I'm not gonna sit here and listen to you say that. I'm not going to sit here and listen to you talk about anything negative that's going to tear people down and further separate us. Right. Um, And we've talked about this before. It would be too simple if this were just a problem, a war between the police and black people in America. But it is deeper than that. And we can't allow it just to be about that. When when I address a a fallacy... It, it makes it about more than that. It makes it about what it really is. It's right. a war between the truth and a lie mm. about what's right and what's wrong. That's right. It's a, between the world and the kingdom. And the kingdom suffers violence, but the no. violent take it by force, by force, which means you have to do something forceful. Yeah. You have to do something that's not normal for you to do. Yeah. That's you know, maybe even contrary to your character. Right. And when it's saying force, it's not it's not talking about violence. Right. It's talking about something that is counter cultural, right? That's it. Counter cultural. That's it. That's it. It, it, it. And it is counter cultural. And you know, I I, I was saying this earlier, and, and and I'll say it. You know, again, divide and conquer is the oldest trick in the book, right? And and it, and it seems here in our country as of late. Um, we, we, and I'm speaking to those people who profess Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, we, we, we are allowing right and left to separate us when I'm not for the right and I'm not for the left. I'm for the kingdom of God. And, and when you can stand and profess and be for the kingdom, right and left fade because we, we are to, to show the kingdom of God in everything that we do. So I know, I know you had something that you're going to say. Go ahead. Uh, just, um, you know, I've been, I mean, obviously it's important for me to see the scriptures about what do we do? Like, God, what do yeah. I do, God? Yeah. You know, I got to, I got to, I, I didn't even tell you this. I got a messenger this, this afternoon with someone I went to college with and said, God has given you a unique perspective on this thing because of the things you've experienced in life. 
being law enforcement, being in inter- a interracial relationship, yeah. having black children, you know, basically like allow yourself to be used. Mm. God is using you. Um, and that hit me so hard um, because I, I, I'm not an expert. I don't know what to do except right. for use whatever I have. And so I've been searching the scriptures because I know that's where the answer is. Yep. And searching them for what do we put into action because we, we have to have action. And um, I went to First Peter chapter 2. Mm-hmm. And in the 17th verse, you can read before it, but this was so simple. This is four steps. Honor all people. Mm. Nobody hear me. Honor all people. People who are like you. People who are not like you. People who hate you. People who love you. We've been called to honor, to respect all people. It doesn't say some in here. It doesn't exclude anyone. It says honor all people. Honor black people, America. Stay in this fight. This is the fight for somebody's child's life. And you have to care even about that one. Because you may not think that it impacts you, but I'm going. I'm here to tell you, yep. there is nothing that happens on this planet that doesn't impact us all. Yep. The virus was a sign. It impacted one person, and then it took over our world. Mm. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Mm. So love your fellow Christians. Fear God, reverence God, hold God in the highest of respect. Doesn't mean fear like tower down. It means have the highest level of respect for God and honor the king. Mm. We asked for a king in the Old Testament. We were given a king. We have a law and a government. We should respect it. But that does not mean that it doesn't need change. We can, we still need to respect it. Mm-hmm. We need to respect order. God is a God of order. We can still get done what needs to be done. And this is telling us right here what to do. Don't think that this racism is nothing new. That's right. It may have been different people groups in different parts of the world, but it existed even when Christ was living and present. Mm-hmm. And this is what it tells us to do when we are to, to live together with each other in harmony. We are to honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. Amen. Amen. You know, one of the things that we try to do here um, on Edge Life is really just take these complex things down and, and be able to have conversations like this. And like I said earlier, I, I, we knew that this was going to be a challenging conversation. We knew that this was going to be a topic that was going to make some people cringe. You know, there are some people who jumped on, on the podcast earlier and they saw what we were talking about and they turned around because they said, we don't want to talk about this anymore. There are some of you who have stuck in this thing with us and have, have gotten uncomfortable. And listen, I applaud you and I thank you for hanging in there with us because at the end of the day, that right there, being able to get uncomfortable and have these conversations, that's going to help all of us as we go forward together. I'm just gonna, I'm going to read this one scripture here in John 17. Um, really love this scripture. We talked about it today. But uh, John 17, uh, verse 22, it says this, I have given them the glory you gave me, so they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. Then he says this, verse 25, O righteous Father, the world doesn't know you, but I do. And these disciples know you sent me. I've revealed you to them, and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them, 
and I will be in them. This is about unity. This is about us being able to stand up. This is about us being able to display Christ, no matter where we are, what we got going on, what color you are, what ethnicity you are. This is about us being able to stand up and do that. There's something that happens when we can link arm in arm together and walk in unison together. I, I said this last week. We don't have to see eye to eye to walk hand in hand. You don't have to agree with everything I say, and I don't have to agree with everything you say for us to respect each other and for, for to give each other the same human, basic human rights that we all want, long for, and desire. This isn't about putting anybody above anybody. This is about all of us being able to walk together, be an example of Christ on this world, and draw more people to the kingdom. Amen. Amen. So... We, we've talked about a whole lot of stuff today, and we, we went a little longer than, than we even um, <laughs> expected to go. But I will say again, we're going to continue having these conversations. As Carrie and I, we, we've talked, and you know, we didn't, we didn't set out to, to have these conversations. This was not something that we're like, you know what, we're going to go and we're going to talk about this. But once we realized that, that we can have these conversations and that we may have a unique perspective and that it potentially could help somebody, we took that as our responsibility to share what we know and to lend our whatever it is to everybody else as you all lend your to us. And, and I, I just truly believe that, that as we do things like that, man, we, just, we, can, we can grow together. But it's our responsibility. And I'm not going to run from it. I'm not going to pretend that it's not here and, and I'm going to talk about it until I can't talk about it no more. And that's, that's where we are. Yeah. As I looked at my granddaughter today, you know, you don't just do it for her, but to do it for her. Mm. I mean, how many more generations of children, brown skinned children, will start the race 12 steps behind. Mm. How long will we allow that and think it's okay? It's not okay to me. And it's okay to not be okay. It's, o it, it's okay as long as we're doing something about it. Like it, it, It's okay to be dealing with this as long as, you know, we're trying to deal with it. I'm fumbling over my words because I'm feeling emotional, but yeah. it's not okay for her or anybody else's child or any other generation. Like, this is the responsibility of our generation. Yeah. We, we have this responsibility. It's all of us together, multiple generations, from the ones that saw the Civil Rights Act movement, mm -hmm. um, Civil Rights Act signed. Mm -hmm to now up until this point, so we have to band together cross-generationally, cross-racial lines, and stop this systemic racism Amen. in its tracks. Amen. Whew. Wow. Another powerful age life. We, we told y'all, like, like we're, we're going there, we, we started off saying, can we talk about it? And, and we're just going in and, and having this conversation. What I will say to you we've said it last week if there are questions that you have feel free to put them in the chat feature we will go back we will review this uh, we will answer to the best of our yeah. ability if we don't know we'll we'll, we'll research and, and see what we can find we'll, we'll get other voices in this conversation but at the end of the day we're not going to, to stop we're, we're, we're going to arm you and equip you so that you can be a light and, and a voice to to the people so honey before we before we get off this thing can, can i just get you to pray yeah. um just pray pray for the people pray for those listening pray for those watching pray for those struggling pray for those um you know who are in this battle pray pray for those who are just hurt just 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 pray for the people yeah, let's absolutely. do that yes Lord, I, I have to even thank you, God, for the pain. Mm. Because sometimes, God, it's the pain that pushes us to a solution. Mm. So I, I thank you, God, for the pain that, that I feel, that's real. 
for the pain that so many in our nation, even the world, are feeling as associated with racism and violence, as associated with disunity, Lord God, mm. as associated with systemic oppression, Lord, of people groups, Lord. God, your heart breaks. Yes, God. Your heart is breaking, God. So, God, break our hearts, God. But open our eyes, God. Mm. Allow us to feel the pain, God, so that we never go back there again, Lord. So that our country never finds ourselves back in this place again. Let us care enough, God, to finish it. Mm. The cross hurt. But God, let us stretch out our arms, God, on this thing called racism, Lord God, connecting one to the other, yes. nailing my white hand to my husband's black hand to his brother's brown hand. And let us, God, look to the sky, God, in the days to come and say, God, it is finished. Yes, yes. It is finished. Mm. Racism is finished in our nation. It will no longer plague God. Yes. Every color of person in this world, Lord God. It will no longer, God, hinder generations mm. and generations and generations of people. God, it will no longer steal lives, God. It will no longer dash hopes. Mm. It will no longer, God, be the source of depression and frustration, of anxiety, of trauma, of stress, of distress, of discord, of disunity, God. But a time has come, God, and we now cut it off at the head, God, yes, yes. and we dig it out from its deep, deep roots, God. And we do it, God, in action, Lord God. Because your word says, God, that we need to do things, God, from our faith, God, in both word, applying your word, and in deed, Lord yes. God, and in action, Lord God. Yes, God. So, God, not only do we get on our knees and pray, Lord God, but we stand on our feet and we walk and we open our mouth and we speak. Mm. And, God, we use in our, our hands, God, to console, Lord God. We use our minds, God, to rewrite rewrite laws, Lord God, yes. to create legislation, Lord God. And God, together, Lord God, we march around walls that must come down, Lord God. Mm. Yes. So, God, I, I thank you, God, for those that are willing to act. And I thank you, God, for those that are paralyzed in fear even, God. Mm. But I ask, Lord, that you help them and help their hearts, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, I, I thank you, God, even for those that are blinded, God, because they have an opportunity to see, Lord. Yes. So let us be that which is a catalyst for scales to drop away, thank for the you. blinded eye to truly see the impact of racism on our nation. I thank you, Lord God, for each and every person under the sound of my voice, Lord. God, I pray that anything negative in their heart be replaced right now mm. with full hope and a peace that only you can give that surpasses their understanding. Yes, yeah, see these things. In the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. 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 I'm crying again, y'all. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, it's okay that I'm not okay. I thank God that I'm not okay. <laughs> she is not okay. No. Well, well, listen, we <laughs> will okay. say this. Thank you all so much for tuning in with us. It's another Sunday, man. And we're literally looking forward to talking to y'all next week because we're going to come back. We're going to talk about some more. We're going to go deeper. Invite your friends. Tell your people. Share this and out. Ask. And ask. Ask questions. us. Ask questions. We don't know. We'll find out. Ask. Y'all take care now. Peace. We love Peace you all. Y'all be easy now. Virtual hugs. Oh, 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 oh,
Help you get your head right. Prepare to fight. Speaking it first. Come and speak to your work. You, you ain't worthless. Mind, body, spirit. Dang, so we got a thing. You know, you know, we, we got to cap it up with Jesus. Jesus.